0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time we have tonight. Grant us utterance in the Holy Ghost and boldness to speak your word. Thank you for speaking to each and every heart and helping us to walk in the fullness of your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Hebrews 1 and verse 1. Hebrews 1 verse 1 says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom He has appointed heir of all things, through whom He also made the worlds. And what we've been sharing with you and we want to continue a series that we started even though we've had some interruptions with some other things uh, is this series called these last days and we've begun already speaking to you about the dispensations of time that god works with and how we are in the church age or the age of grace and that age ends with a rapture or in other words a catching away or as we uh, looked at the words from uh the, the written to the Thessalonians, a departure of the church. And so uh, I don't want to talk too much more about the rapture tonight. But I do want to mention this, um, that the rapture or the departure of the church from the earth, when we meet the Lord in the air, as the scripture says, is not going to happen for just part of the body of Christ. All right. I know some have kind of taught and implied that unless a person believes in the rapture of the church um, they won't necessarily go only those who are expecting you know that to happen and have the timing right you know pre mid post trib and you've got to have your End time theology, downright. Otherwise, you might not go in the rapture. I don't believe that for a second. All right, I don't believe there's going to be an amputated body in the in in heaven. Uh, leave a leg here. All right, but listen, we I understand this. Many many things pertaining to our lives. Well, if not all things pertaining to our lives are received by faith, but we must recognize there are some things that God does in the earth. That is not dependent upon a human being believing Him. We, he created the earth before we showed up. All right? There are some things that He set in motion that are to be done. They will be accomplished simply because He said it. And whether people rebel against it or not, it's still going to happen. Okay. Now listen, the plan of God for your life. You should believe it. <laughs> you should trust Him for it. His provision, His strength, His peace and wisdom. Trust Him and get in faith. That's when it will manifest in your life. But when it comes to end time events and what's going to happen, what has already been spoken by the prophets, talked uh, about by Jesus and the Apostle Paul and, and, and you know, John the Revelator, these things are just going to happen. There's nothing a person can do to stop that. All right, and uh, I want to look over here in Ephesians chapter 5 and point something out to you. Maybe you haven't thought of this before. Maybe you have, Uh, but in Ephesians chapter 5, the scripture tells us, let's begin reading over here in verse 25. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her. With the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Now, sometimes it's stated that the Lord is coming back for a church without spot and wrinkle. However, that's not really what this scripture said. Because with that, if you read it like that, it doesn't say it just like that. There is kind of the implication that the Lord's return is being held back until the church gets its act together. Until, and really when you talk about the church, what is that? It's the individuals within the church, and not just here, all around the world, they must be spotless and wrinkleless before Jesus can come back. I don't believe that's true. All right? Look what it said here. Just to get the exact verbiage, he said, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, verse 27, that he might present her. To himself. In other words, he is going to take the church and present her to himself. And the picture there is like a bride unto a husband, right? He's going to present us to himself. There is a work of God that is involved with this de-wrinkling and, uh, and, and cleansing and, and so forth. And, and, and spot-removing uh, action that is going to happen with the church. Now, think about it um we are all going through a continual sanctification process spiritually we're separated in an instant but then in our minds and getting control of our bodies and and, and forming our actions to be like Christ that's a process and we're all in it all right uh we, we don't just receive the lord and whoop spotless and wrinkleless now if you're talking about your spirit that is true you're spotless and, and wrinkleless but <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> Wrinkle. Well, there's certainly less wrinkles. <laughs> Wrinkle-free, smooth. A smooth church. <laughs> uh, but again, think about it. If that, if we all had to get perfect in every way in that in that regard we better instantly I mean quick stop getting people saved don't you think because if we keep getting people saved we're really going to put off the coming of the Lord because they're all going to come in with a whole bunch of spots and a whole bunch of wrinkles <laughs> isn't that isn't that right when someone gets saved they're still you know, a mess (laughs) in a lot of areas of their life and in their thinking they have to grow and mature and like we are right now. But still, we haven't got it all perfectly together. Uh, And so this is something I believe the Lord is going to do. When is He going to do that? We are going to meet Him in the air and then we are going to stand before Him at what the Bible calls the judgment seat of Christ. All right? Let's look at that for a moment. Over in Romans chapter 14 How many are excited about judgment day? Woohoo, praise. <laughs> it. Romans chapter 14. And, and and let's look over here at verse verse 10. 14:10. 10. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ do you know you have an appointment coming yeah Yeah. you are going to stand before the this is if you're saved okay now scripturally if you're not saved you don't get to go to this place see this is a good place Uh, i know some sounds scary to some i don't know if i want to do that well you're going to (laughs) you say i don't want to well you can go to the other place That's called the great white throne. You don't want to go there. That's a scary place. But this is actually good. Okay, this is for saved people. But we've all got an appointment to stand before God. He said, for it is written, I, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. You are going to give an account of your life to God one day you know that is that scary well it doesn't it doesn't have to be uh, let, let's think about this this place for a moment this thing called the judgment seat where i believe we're going to come out of this thing without spot and wrinkle got any wrinkles left By the time you leave that place you're not you're gonna be smoothed over you're gonna be hosed down with fire <laughs> it'll be good but th- this word uh if you look it up in the greek it's the word bema b-e-m-a all right and uh this word can also be translated rewards and and what what it comes from in their day what what one of the ways it was used it had multiple uses there was some uh, people who sat on these seats and gave some rulings and so forth like that one of the ways it, it was it was used was in their what we would call the olympics all right, they had the games and so forth back then, kind of a big deal, like they are today. And when the winner, you know, the person who won the race uh, crossed the line, he would come before the king, who was sitting on the bema. All right, he was sitting on this uh, this seat, this high place, uh, and the winner of the race would come before him, and he was up there a little bit. But then uh, the king would take a crown and put it on his head signifying of course that he was the winner Um, i'm told this crown was just it was made of olive branches which doesn't sound too exciting but uh what i understand what i've read about this is that what that meant was that he and his family for the rest of their lives didn't have to pay any taxes also they were given free room and board for the rest of their life They were given uh, seats at the games, perpetually, permanent seats. In other words, they were awarded a whole bunch of stuff. They really didn't have, you know, they didn't have to do anything else to to, to get it. They they had won. And, of course, we're seeing some pictures, some references there. Of course, we've won, not by our own merits, but we've won in Christ. And... uh, Uh, So these people were fed, they were clothed, they were given education and everything at no expense to them for the rest of their lives. Quite quite a reward. This is the word. That's how that, that one way that word was used in their day. And we are all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. To get what? We're going there to get rewards. Yeah. Say, is there any negative to it at all? Well, in one regard, I want to look at this a little bit more. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 8. 5, 8. It says, We are confident, yes, and well pleased, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. What happens when a person dies? If you leave your body... You are in the presence of God. See how the scripture says that? Absent of body, what? In limbo for a few years. Hanging out, just kind of in soul sleep. No? Absent of body, where do you go? Present with the Lord. Okay. He says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Another witness on that, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Good or bad. Now, who who is this book written to? It, it's written to the church at Corinth, so it's written to believers, right? You might think. Well, what is he talking about? Ah, Good or bad? I mean, I don't like this bad stuff. Well, listen. We're talking to saved people in heaven. Let me give you the broad picture, the overarching view. How bad can it get? I don't want to diminish from the word bad, but how bad can it get in heaven? This is what... Why we can all be at peace and actually be looking forward to the judgment seat, the judgment seat of Christ. Because it's not about any of us losing salvation. We're already in heaven, already saved. It's not about you dirty dog and you're just going to get beat up. And condemned for all the idiotic things you did. And how much time you wasted on the earth. That's really not what that seed is going to be about. However, we're going to give account of the good and the bad. The bad here simply are, it is the worthless things. Have anyone done anything worthless with their life? (laughs) Well, that's the bad. You're going to give an account for the worthless things things that you did in your life all right say am i going to be punished for it well here's the good news this isn't speaking of justification this isn't speaking of your forgiveness or redemption that's already in christ you see all the worthless things that you do that you have done i don't want to make light of them because you know people sin it can really mess your life up all right but any sin that you've committed or any worthless act when you stand before the lord you're not going to be punished for that jesus was already judged for it okay what what's going to happen you're going to suffer loss it will be a loss instead of a gain what you could have gained you won't I don't know if we're going to feel disappointed. I know we're not going to go through eternity hanging our head. But there is an opportunity that we have because we're all going through this. And you need to be ironed out. (laughs) And we need to get some of these things straight. All right? Amen. Justification, of course, was a gift in Christ. Let's look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says over here in verse 3, not not verse 3, that's not what I want, verse 11, verse 11. It says, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. What will become clear? Your work. What it's not talking about? Your salvation. not talking about, well, you're just really going really to know if you're saved. It. No, your work is going to become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And so how this actually works, I'm not sure, but some type of fire is coming. All of our works, in other words, what we do. You know, that's a whole message in and of itself. Christians not doing anything. What you do matters. Hmm. We all know this, especially this cream of the crop crowd. That what we do is not related to our forgiveness or our salvation. But what we do does matter. And our works do count, and they will count for eternity. What you do in the body while we are here on the earth. And if we are not doing anything with what the Lord has given us, if we are not acting on the word and doing some things, then that's going to become become real clear one day. It's going to be very obvious Someone said, "Some people they just put on a show, and they just act like they're the most spiritual." And I know they're not doing any. Well, listen, don't worry about that. First of all, you're judging, but uh, secondly, all these things are going to come clear one day. Some people say, "People just don't know what I do, the sacrifices I make, the things I do for the Lord." Well, so is that why you do it? You don't want that to be your motive. You don't really want to be proclaiming everything you do. But know this, one day, if you were really doing it, it was from the heart, you're doing things in obedience to God, and no one ever gave you credit or recognition or appreciation or anything. It's going to be made clear. Okay? You're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and, uh, and here we go. All things will be made clear. That's where I think we might find some who never had a position out in the forefront. They were never recognized. They were never given much applaud applause. Uh, they are gonna come before God, and in heaven we're gonna th- think, who are they? That was your neighbor. <laughs> or that you know, that was so and so. Why are they so loaded up with rewards? Why are they why have they got so many rewards? Because they obviously did a lot behind the scenes. They did a lot with no fanfare they consistently and faithfully served God through their lives and God's paying them back God is being faithful to recognize their labor of love amen on the other hand we recognize that there could be those in high prominence that many many people know there could be those who apparent seemingly from our perspective do great things for god but it might look different there Hmm. who's who on earth is not necessarily who's who in heaven i think we ought to be more concerned with that what does it make sense to focus on getting recognition recognition in this life or in eternity but all these things are going to be clear one day (laughs) and uh there could be some some surprises now i'm not in any way working to get god to love me or think i need to act a certain way or uh, build up my credibility with the lord and, and no no i i know i'm loved in christ and whether i do nothing i'm still loved in christ whether i you know it's not about that however i do have a little bit of motivation because i know there's rewards and i think I like rewards. And I can't even explain all of them. But if they come from God, they're probably a little better than I could ever ask or think. And so I am a little bit motivated that when I show up that day and the fire comes by, <laughs> there's going to be something standing. <laughs> there's going to be something there. Yeah. But we realize, and we didn't finish reading this, that's uh we we need to recognize this that There are probably a lot of people going to be in heaven without rewards. Without much to speak of in regards to reward because it just didn't do a lot. All right. Now, understand how bad can it get? I mean, there's still no curse. There's no lack. There's no sorrow. There's no misery. There's no depression. Are they in heaven? They're in heaven. Most important thing. But the Bible specifically does talk to us about how we're going to come through this and there's going to be rewards and there's going to be those without. Let's get the context because I'm commenting on things I haven't read. If anyone's work, verse 14, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If, notice that, that, that language, if anyone's work endures, He will receive a reward. What if it doesn't endure? (laughs) Well, he won't receive a reward. He'll still be there. Verse 15, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. That's not my goal, to be saved so as through fire. I would like to be saved with some stuff. I would like to garner the help of those without rewards to help carry my rewards to my mansion. (laughs) Say, you're adding human thinking to this. I know I am. (laughs) But... Again, n- people aren't going to be suffering unless you consider, you know, suffering when I blow by you and my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're on your bike. Now, I'm speculating, I don't know, I don't know that you have to ride a unicycle or something around heaven and... <laughs> I don't know that you're going to have to live in my the room I have in, down in the basement of my mansion. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but staying with the Scripture, there will be a lot of people. The fire comes by and there's not really anything there. Thank God they're saved, but the reward won't be there. I can't, full, I can't really explain that. I don't know what that reward exactly looks like, but I do believe it'll be noticeable. You know, the Bible speaks of, uh, in another place, how there are, uh, uh, what's that what's that scripture? About the uh, the different bodies in the heavens, of different brightness. Know what I'm talking about? Anybody following me? I'm getting some yeses and some noes. Well, where's that at? The celestial and the... Yeah, First Corinthians 15:40. Read that when you want. Uh, but, but think about it. What's the picture there? You look outside at night. How many know some things are brighter than others? In fact, everything's a little bit different. Every star looks a little bit different. Everything's a little bit brighter. And uh, will there be some who are more noticed in heaven? I really think there will be. There'll be some who will be noticed. They'll be shining brighter. Why? They are being rewarded. God is faithful to reward. Amen. What kind of things do get rewarded? I, I really believe that that um, when we do things for the Lord willingly, that gets rewarded. That's from 1 Corinthians 9, 17. Paul said, For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. If I do it willingly... I have a reward, implying that if I do it but I don't really want to, I don't get rewarded for it. We must watch out for the attitude that, well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Well, I am in obedience. It's not like I'm not doing it. I know, but you don't want to, so it doesn't count. How do you like that? We must approach the Lord and His Word and all He has for us with a willing heart. When we do it willingly, we do it because we want to, not because I have to, then God rewards us for it. So it's important to always keep a right heart. If you want to stack up some rewards, come on. This is important. (laughs) See, you know how this kind of stuff doesn't work? Is when people don't have a sense of the reality of heaven and how soon it is mm-hmm. and how soon what we're talking about is not theory it's not just a ma- how soon this will actually take place this is in our very near future yes. we are gonna do exactly what we're talking about here minus my additions we are going to stand before this seat and the Lord is gonna say where He's gonna look at the things that we did He'd say, yeah, you you get rewarded for that, but you know that other thing you did? Man, you had a stinking attitude about that. And you weren't willing to do it, and and you did it, but you know what? You're not getting credit for that. Here comes the fire. It's gone. You just lost that one, baby. (laughs) This is coming very soon. And our understanding that heaven is so near, and we are just right on the verge of eternity, you know, another thing to keep in mind is in what gets rewarded is that it's not just big things, but it's little things. Sometimes we magnify some of the great things that people have done and not taking anything away from them. But, you know, Jesus said over in Matthew ten forty two that if you'd give one of these little ones, what? A cup of cold water in the name of a disciple. He said, I say to you you will by no means lose your reward. Again, Jesus mentioned a reward for giving a cup of water to somebody. And so the things the Lord is looking at, sometimes people look at their own lives again they think, I haven't done much. <laughs> Maybe that's true. I don't want to take that away from you. But, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, there may be more that you've done than you realize. Have you from your heart done small things to help other people? have you from your heart served other people no fanfare no big deal you know you may, maybe didn't win a million people to jesus uh through your act but jesus said you're going to get rewarded for that oh this is nice this, i'm glad jesus hadn't set the bar up so high that man yeah, he's got through these rewards but you got to get way up here and no one can ever really get them can you give a cup of cold water is it the, the small acts of generosity and service and love that we do towards each other, towards those who are with, who are on the outside as well? Jesus said you're getting a, getting a reward for that. And I know this, that we get rewarded for things that we do by faith. Things that we do or works that we do by faith. You know, our reward in, in, in from this life will be in proportion to what God wanted us to do. Not measured against the call of somebody else. And there's a common temptation to compare ourselves with others. I know I have been tempted that way. What have you done? Well, and I think about, well, compared to them, nothing. Compared to this person, haven't done hardly anything, man. But my, my reward is not based on someone else's call, someone else's gift, someone else's anointing. It's based on what God calls me to do, and likewise, you know, some many believers who don't have a speaking gift—they're not a five-fold minister—they think, well, obviously, they do what what much more for God. Someone who's in a full-time ministry, well, not necessarily. I mean, they're operating in accordance with their gift, in accordance with what God has given them to do, and. If they obey, they'll get rewarded for that, and, and, and they will, but no more so than a person who doesn't have that call and they faithfully serve the Lord day in and day out and year in and year out. They're giving their life to Him, doing their absolute best to obey Him and do what God's called them to do. You're going to get rewarded for that. But again, I, I made this statement that we're rewarded for things that we do by faith. How many understand you can never act in faith without knowing god's will everything you do in accordance to what you know god wants you to do you're going to get rewarded for that so, so what why do you say that well because there can be a lot of effort put out there can be a lot of energy expensed and people go through a lot of motions trying to work for god sometimes trying to imitate another person or just Fulfill expectations from another person, or think, well, this is the way it always is, I must do these things. Well, step back for a moment and say, what does God want me to do? When you know that He wants you to do it, you get rewarded for that because that's a faith act. But if it's just, I don't really want to do this, I don't like to do this, I don't know if God wants me to do it, but so and so thinks I should. and you're just trying to step into doing something there you're going to do you might work real hard might frustrate yourself and you'll show up at the judgment seat and it'll be all gone you think junk what are you doing i did all that stuff but i never told you to do that and there's times there's times when you know when i've been uh you know feeling the heat feeling the pressure of of life and ministry and different things and i i had the thought i could just go over here and do this i could just go to this country i've been there before i could win tons of people to jesus well maybe i could but here comes the fire it's all gone because if that's not what god wants me to do i can't do that in faith and if i can't do it in faith it doesn't please him amen you know, you've heard the question before asked that we should analyze why we believe what we believe. Here, 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 and, that, and that's good. Here's another one. Why do we do what we do? As a Christian, if you've been a Christian for a while, you've probably gotten in the habit of doing certain things, certain Christian activities, Right? ask yourself the question why i'm not saying it's wrong you might be doing a bunch of right stuff but why if you get up every morning and pray why if you read your bible every day i think that's real good but you're not answering to me why do you do it if you come to church regularly why do you do that if you pray over your food before you eat it why a lot of people don't know. They just do it. Well, that's what Christians do. We pray for our food. You can't do it in faith unless you know why you're doing it. In other words, obviously it's going to come back to this. Does God want you to do it? But you got to know why. So, what are we get what we what are we getting at? We're really getting back to the word of God. What does the word say about everything I I give a whole lot of time in, it, to in my life? If I'm given a whole lot of time and energy and effort to things that i can't even find in the bible what's going to happen well i can't do them in faith and then i won't be rewarded for it so we've got to find scriptures amen everybody with me tonight and uh, doing things because we know god wants us to do them God is pleased, pleased, pleased with that. Amen. And uh, again, it is possible for some to do things that they're not called to do. But there's no reward in that. And uh, basically, we could come, to, we could simplify this and say, obedience to the Word will be rewarded. The judgment seat of Christ. Every time you obeyed God, you found it in the Word, said, yep, I'm going to do that. Yep, I'm going to do that. Some people that I've admired the most are those who, when they got saved, made a commitment to the Lord, said, Lord, every time I see that you said something, I'm just going to do it. As soon as I read it and see that you said it, I'm going to do it. And they did. That person's going to get some rewards, man. But where are we? Well, isn't that nice? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Look for things to act on. Every time you read, man, you can stack up rewards big time. I don't mean that's just our total motive, but this is something that's coming, so Might as well be aware of that. If I read, be imitators of God as dear children, you know, and walk in love. Okay. I say, why do you treat people so nice? Because the Bible said to. <laughs> it is God's will for me. For me. So that means every time I'm nice to someone, I get a reward. Why? I'm doing it in faith. I'm doing it because out of obedience, doing it with a willing heart, and, and I'm getting a reward for it. If I open the door for you, I'm getting rewarded. I'm going to go hold it for everyone on their way out. <laughs> I'll be handing out cups of cold water on the way out of church. you're just the nicest guy why are you doing this (laughs) you're buying lunch tomorrow you are going to get so rewarded (laughs) amen amen but be a be a doer of the word amen What, what, what am i talking about well even even preaching the gospel Sharing the Lord Jesus with another person. That's entirely biblical. Every time you do that, you get rewarded. I'm talking about you do it willingly. You're talking about the right heart and right motives and everything else. But you do it in faith. You believe the Lord told me to do this, so I'm just going to do it. And you're stacking up rewards. What if the person doesn't get saved? Well, they're lost. I don't mean that in a cold way because that is our goal. We want them saved more than anything else. But I obeyed God. I did my part, and I'm going to continue doing my part to win as many as I can. And the Lord's not going to forget about it. Amen. You could go from nobody to somebody really quick here in a few days. In heaven. In heaven. And so the church is going to be raptured. We're going to meet the Lord in the air. The Bible tells us very clear. We're going to meet the Lord in the air, and we are forever going to be with him and if there's any wrinkles they're going to get ironed out amen if there's any any spots uh, he's got spot remover and it's going to all be gone and clean and white perfect and rewarded for all the things we've done that's coming that's coming very soon amen father thank you tonight For helping us to be prepared and to be ready for this day that's coming so very soon. Father, we know sometimes from our perspectives, things seem like they take a while. But we know one of these days, very soon, we're all going to be looking back, thinking, Man, that just that was quick. That was fast. Help us, I pray, to be mindful every single day of eternity. Of the choices that we make, how they impact eternity, of the decisions we make to obey God, to to, to obey your word, the decisions we make to serve one another, they're all being taken into account and we'll give an account of these things. Father, help us, I pray, to not waste our time with worthless works worthless deeds may we spend our time here in the body doing doing things that will be rewarded that are worthy of reward doing things that will last for eternity show us areas in our lives even tonight that are being wasted show us things that are not profitable in any way so we can spend our time wisely for the rest of the time that we have we give you all the praise we give you all the thanks looking forward to that exciting day we give you praise in Jesus' name